0: All right, y'all, let's get into it. This is Love and Hip Hop New York, Season 9, Episode 8, Collateral Damage. So, the episode starts off with Yandy, um, I guess, following some, like, emergency hearing with the court to try to get temporary custody of Infinity. So, she was granted the um, the rush, rush decision, and now she has I won't say she has control of infinity but infinity is allowed to stay with her while Yandy goes through the process of becoming a foster parent um and I do remember like that video that they showed on the episode being like on Yandy's Instagram so I mean it's legit I saw some people last week that were like questioning whether or not what yandy was doing was legit was she doing it just for show i know a lot of people do not like yandy i, I don't know why she's never bothered me <laughs> so i don't know what y'all are seeing that i'm just not but as far as this episode goes we infinity's back in the house with her yandy lays out some rules for her like you need to start cleaning up after yourself if I tell you, you can't do something, you can't do it. You know, typical, typical parent or parent slash guardian to minor rules that I thought were were legit. Clean up after yourself. Do what you're supposed to do. Have your ass in the house before the street lights come on and you're good. There should be no issues whatsoever. So I thought that was um a nice little scene to see. Infinity was clearly overwhelmed with emotion and all that good stuff. Then we switch over to Joe. So Joe Button goes to meet with his therapist, who he apparently met with when he was first on Love and Hip Hop New York a couple seasons ago. And I remember him talking to her about his relationship, or lack thereof, with his oldest son, Trey. Um, For the people on Twitter that was saying that Joe like was able to cry on cue from everything that I've seen about Joe and the way he talks in his podcast, the way he interacts with like Maul and Rory on there, he legit cries all the time. I think I know that a lot of love in hip hop is fake. We know that Mona puts batteries in people's backs and geeks them up and a lot of this is scripted, but we can't look at every single thing as scripted this scene with joe sin and i think the doctor was like dr jill this scene seemed very realistic to me so i think joe's tears and his fears of he didn't have a relationship with his oldest son so with him and sin having the issues that they're having now it's it's warranted for him to to be scared that oh i'm gonna miss another you know my second son's entire life growing up like he did the first time around with with Trey so he has the therapist talk to sin didn't know her name was Cynthia I mean it makes sense (laughs) for her name to be Cynthia but it never crossed my mind so she sits down and she's talking to Dr. Jill about her having a depression and the things she wants to work out with Joe and she said that Joe's remedy for everything is to just get a nanny. She doesn't want a nanny. And she tells the therapist that it's because she was molested and raped when she was five by a female babysitter. So she says she's at, she's at the point where she doesn't even let anyone else change Lex's um, diaper. So like her fears are, are warranted, but... I don't know, like, I've never been in that position. So I have no idea or I don't know if I would have the right words on what to say for someone to remedy that. Um, Dr. Jill told her that, you know, she needs to go to therapy to get past that. I guess the biggest step that Sin has gotten over is the fact that she knows that she did nothing wrong. She didn't deserve that. She doesn't blame herself. So she's passed that hurdle, but she has to learn to open up and to trust people. Like there has to be at least one friend that you absolutely trust, at least one. She has her sister, she has her mom. So even if it's, even if it's just within that small little circle, there has to be someone that you trust Lex with and something like that is not I mean she's not going to get over that easily so I think with Joe being patient and like just understanding that I think they will be good and we do see later in the episode when they go to dinner with Remy and Papoose that clearly the baby is with a the babysitter then <laughs> and when they had their like failed date night Joe mentioned that the baby was with Sin's mother at that time too. So there maybe there is there's some type of trust factor maybe with Sin when she thinks of Nanny, she thinks of a stranger that's gonna, you know, be in the house with her or be with lex without her around all the time but the nanny can just as easily like be in the house and just help her do small things while she's still there so i do hope that sand like realizes that she does need to help i hope that she takes up the help i don't know maybe joe's mother can help more maybe joe's father excuse me can help more so hopefully we see Something with that Joe and Sin storyline bores the fuck out of me. I'm sorry. I'm not big on the New York series. Um in general. I've always thought it was the most boring and has been the most boring since like the original cast members left. So mm, mm, hanging on by a thread here with that. Sydney Star. Sydney Star meets up with Jonathan. They're talking, um, I guess they met, they said at a gay pride event a couple years back. And of course, everybody is magically friends in loving hip-hop land. So, Jonathan is telling her, um, or actually Sydney is talking to him about meeting up with Nia and working with Rich and Jacque. And she said that she wants, <laughs> she wants Cardi B level fame. Jonathan as well as everybody Around the world choked On his his drink And was like do you have Cardi B talent Sydney proceeds to rap And her my name Is Tammy I am the best F everybody who Don't think the rest like that's How she sounds when she (laughs) That's how she sounds when she raps She has this one two La 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 flow So in Jonathan's Confessional he was like uh uh not doing it she sounds bad sydney sounds bad and i think the real reason she sounds bad is because she insists on putting transgender in there all the time like we get it we get your transgender you've made that very clear but to constantly say it over and over and over and over you're beating a dead horse at this point like find something to rap about Find something to rap about. Get some talent. Take heed to the suggestions people are giving you. Like, I get that being transgender is probably super touchy for people to talk about her clothes and her makeup and her hair. But I think, like, Nia Long, Naya was, like, she wasn't, I don't think she was super, super rude about it. So Jonathan, Jonathan invites her to a makeup class. Um, and then proceeds to be like, can I lick your nipple? And does it in the middle of the bar. Is Jonathan gay or is he bi? Because we know he used to mess around with Anais. They've had like a big orgy. Now this, or is that just Jonathan being Jonathan? I don't know. So then we move along to... judy's back y'all so yandy has infinity living in her house and she said that while she's okay with it infinity gets along well with her her kids that are there um yandy calls them haters so other people are concerned about infinity being around which for for good reason we come to find out that infinity that um yanny doesn't know a lot about infinity which is shocking so judy is telling her like look at this girl's instagram she seems to be doing okay like she's she's doing great so judy keeps harping on the fact that these are her grandkids and yandy's like yeah these are my actual kids i'ma handle it because the last thing that yandy needs is mendese's calling her with his two minutes a phone time from jail telling her what to do so same with yandy um yandy goes to meets up with infinity's mother which shocked me shocked the shit out of me one because i didn't know i i I was thinking, where is Infinity's family? Do we know why she's in foster care? Do we know what's going on? Whatever the case. So, Infinity's mother looks alive and well. She said that she has six kids and that Infinity had only been in foster care since November. Now, we don't know what month it is on the show, but they are in New York and everyone has been wearing... um, short sleeves and shorts so we can assume it's probably may june ish so it's nice out so it hasn't been a full year is what we're getting from it so yandy um talking to infinity's mother finds out that infinity so infinity's mother someone called cps on her She said that Infinity would sneak out the house when she would go to sleep and then come back home around 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. So after that, um, she said that someone called CPS on her and said that she was abusing her kids, mistreating her kids. She has a single mother of six, she stated. And she said, which was absolutely not true. So she asked her mother, could Infinity stay with her? Being the grandmother, she said, fine, but there are rules in this here house which infinity was like 15 16 at the time so rules and boundaries that's expected that should be automatic so i guess one of infinity's grandmother's rules would be if you're not in the house by the time i tell you to be aka your curfew you're not coming in the house for the night infinity did not like the rules so she didn't want to stay with her grandmother so that's essentially how she ended up in foster care which is what what like this is this is um this is amazing it's amazing to me one because the fact that yandy like okay so i get that you're going to go by the story that the girl is telling you so infinity has been telling yandy she's been in and out of foster care for the past or actually she's been in and out of foster care like her entire life so i mean there's no reason for yandy not to believe her if that's what she's telling her initially so yandy is like looking at her mother like okay and you can tell that Yandy was like somewhat embarrassed because here you are thinking that you know this girl you're vibe you're um vouching for this girl you're amping her up and it's like now you can kind of see like (laughs) Yandy deflating you can see her look her world crashing down because you thought you knew somebody and you don't I do think that Yandy should have done maybe a better job of fully vetting um That girl before bringing her into her house, that I do believe maybe she should have went and met with her mother before that. But I mean, I like Yandy's approach of, you know, she said that she she told um, Infinity that she went and met with her mother out of respect. So sticking with Yandy and Infinity, after the scene, the next scene we see Yandy's outside and she's frantic and she's walking up and down some street on the phone talking to her assistant and like calling infinity so apparently infinity or maybe i don't know if ashley told infinity maybe it was the producers told infinity that yandy went to meet with her mother infinity gets pissed about that so gets out the car and walks away now on one hand it's like why are you getting why are you mad unless you are lying about all of this stuff You know what I mean? Like, to me, it kind of didn't make sense. So, like, right now, the court has ordered that you are with Yandy. There's no problem with that. Everything's cool, right? It's legal. It's legit. It's on the up and up. But you're mad at her for going to meet with your mother. Now, a part of me thinks that Infinity is plain. Yandy because Yandy does have money and Yandy is a public figure and Yandy is on TV, so she's living. She's living lavish with Yandy, with Yandy, as opposed to maybe her foster parent could have been just living. They were more than likely an average person. They're not a celebrity. They're not. You know what I mean? Like, so I think it's not. You won't have a chance to be on TV. So I think with Infinity, a good part of that. Is probably why she latched on to Yandy so quickly and why she, she may have, I mean, I think she played on Yandy to be honest and told her a lot of this stuff, this sob story so that she could get into her house. I'm not saying she's trying to rob her blind or do any of that, but I think that she, when she saw Yandy, she's in foster care. She's already in foster care for one. So I think when she saw Yandy, she saw it as a slight come up. That's just me. So Yandy and Infinity have this exchange where they're kind of going back and forth um, in the middle of the street, middle of the street. Um, who's paying for this girl to have braces? You know what? That's okay. I'm just, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, you're in foster care. Who Who's paying for you to have braces? Who's paying for this orthodontal work? So Yandy's like trying to lecture her and telling her that You know, her mom wasn't like deriding her in any way. Her mom was bigging her up and boasting about how she did all this. And then Yandy did kind of choose her words incorrectly by saying that, you know, her mom did all that for growth because that kind of like set her off, set Infinity off. So I don't know about this situation. I'm like, I'm gonna go to Yandy's Instagram tonight (laughs) and I want to see if she like still does have custody of Infinity or how exactly that is going to work because right now this seems like Infinity has bigger problems and more problems than Yandy is equipped to deal with right now while at the same time her husband is in jail and she has these two small kids living with her. So Sydney Star. Sydney shows up to Jonathan's um, makeup tutorial Looks like she missed the entire thing. I don't know how long the tutorial was, but she missed it. And she comes in in a extremely inappropriate dress for the function. And she's all loud and ghetto. And Jonathan is like, ooh, you missed it. <laughs> because he wanted her there because he thought that her makeup needed some work. And, you know, I think Jonathan went about it the, the best way by saying, come to this masterclass. And I can give you this... Um, You can learn a softer way, a softer technique for your makeup. So she comes and everybody's immediately looking at her dress. And she tells Lee, this is your dress. I made it better. So she like ripped it up and did all this other stuff, made it look very tacky. Turns into an immediate argument with her and naya in which they're going back and forth going back and forth and then sydney like flinches at her like she's ready to fight her and i'm thinking how did this escalate so quickly so fast how (laughs) how sway so the whole i'm so sick of sydney I'm so sick of Sydney, Sydney Star. I'm sick of her. Don't bring her back. I hope this is her first and her last season on this show. And then finally, um, Rich and Miracle and Ashley. So this this is a whole a whole ass mess. So Rich's daughter's mother because I don't want to call that woman his baby mama, but Rich's Rich's daughter's mother, Miracle, um, shot her husband. She was initially a charge, initially charged with attempted murder, but it was lessened down to aggravated assault. Now earlier in the episode, Rich met with his mother and was talking to his mother about how um, his daughter called him saying that she didn't have tuition money because when she initially filed for financial aid, her mother and her stepfather, they filed jointly. And I know how FAFSAs work because when your parents, if your parents are married and you put that down, you kind of have to ride that out. So now with everything that's going on, something happened where the financial aid was dropped and she was going to get kicked out of her classes. Rich said he paid it. I said, okay, big money. I see you saving those loving hip hop checks because you're not getting any money off of any of your artists because no one knows who any of rich's artists are or anything he's ever done recently to my understanding rich has done stuff in the past with bad boy so maybe he's sitting on old money but i you know i said if you're able to pay your daughter's tuition when she calls kudos to you dad kudos so his mother rich's mother was asking him um I was actually doing with the situation. He tells his mother, I don't know. I haven't had a chance to sit down to talk to her. And she kind of looked at him the same way I looked at him. What? Why? So his mother was like, talk to him. Talk to your daughter. Get with her. Find out exactly what's going on. See where her mental is because this is a 19... 19 year old girl who they said that after her mother shot her husband she's the one that drove them to the hospital so like she's going back and forth she has a little sister that lives like it is a mess so Miracle's talking to Rich and she's telling him that they knocked it down from attempted homicide or attempted murder so now it's going to be aggravated assault she then tells him that she has a plea hearing and we all know that a plea hearing means that you're you're, you're going to get convicted of something. I would assume I'm not you know well versed with the legal system, but the way Rich was explaining it on the show, you don't go to a plea hearing and then they're like, okay, cool, don't don't worry about it, don't you know you're good, you're Gucci, no jail time, no time served. That woman is going to jail. That woman is going to jail she's going to serve some time she was saying that it was self-defense but i i get the feeling she's she's gonna end up doing some jail time um i don't follow any of them on social media i have no desire to follow any of them on social media so this particular storyline complete news to me and i'm okay with that um so they're talking to the daughter and I'm thinking, how don't you, like, why wouldn't you be keeping her up to date with 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 what's going on with this? It's not like she's 12. She's 19, grown-ass woman. She's able to understand and grasp what's going on. I also feel like I'm always that person, too, that says, why is this being on social media? Is Miracle trying to get some money real quick because she knew she was going to go to jail? And then we have Rich crying because he felt that if Miracle would have reached out to him and told him about the, the awful relationship that her and her husband had, he could have did something. He could have put an end to it. He could have helped them in some way. It's just a terrible, terrible, terrible situation that now, like Rich said before, by actually having a younger sister, Miracle having a young daughter, who's going to raise her if she goes to jail? The father is actually going to like, did, the, did that man die? Like, I, there are so, no, because it would be attempted murder. There are so many questions within this whole situation. So, hopefully, um, I mean, next week we see them in court. So, did <sighs> these real cameras allow Mona and VH1 to show up in court to record for a reality show? Or did Mona just put together a little mock mock court hearing for us? I'm not buying. Let me know what y'all think. Tammy Talks. This has been Loving Hip Hop New York. Um, Follow me on Instagram. Tammy Talks and Tammy Talks Podcast. Rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. I'm on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Spotify.